I spent the last 10 years teaching corporate America leadership and teamwork. Now, I've left my 9 to 5 job to help as many people as possible become leaders in their work and personal lives. Some say leaders are born, but I say they're built. This podcast is the beginning of my mission to create change on a massive scale. Join me and follow along as we explore leadership, teamwork, and growth together. My name is Brian Rollo, and this is Lead with Impact. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number three of Lead with Impact. I'm Brian Rollo, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. I wanted to talk about something I've been getting some feedback on from episode number one. So... In my first episode, I shared a little bit of my story, how I got to this point. And one of the things I talked about is the fact that I was, for a while, a repo man. And actually repossessed a lot of cars. And people have questions about that. You know, when people meet me in person, and maybe even you guys get this vibe from talking or listening to me talk in the first couple of episodes, they say, you don't seem like the type of person to have done that. Uh, They say, you seem way too nice of a person to have been a repo man. How did that happen? And so I'm a little bit conflicted even talking about it and sharing stories about it to tell you the truth because I think when people hear the term repo man, they get a certain visual in their head. And that's not what I was. And I had to find a way around that to make it work. And I think at the end of the day, it all does tie back into leadership. So I'm going to share a little bit of that story with you today and the lessons I took from it. And hopefully you'll find something in it that that you can take with you. So when I became a repo man, really I learned very on, or very early on, that you have to be able to deal with conflict. Do not take that job if you do not like leading or dealing with conflict because you're going to have conflict every single day. Not only every day, you're going to have conflict almost, almost every single interaction with somebody. Because you are inherently trying to convince them to do something, which they either are going to have difficulty doing or they do not want to do, one or the other. So conflict just comes with it, and you have to be really good at dealing with it. And I found there was really sort of two ways that you could do the job. Uh, One way is to be the stereotypical repo man, right? We see in the movies and the, the image some people get in their heads. It's like the tough guy you know, sort of rough and tough and intimidating and just sort of overpowering people to the fact that they're going to do what you want them to do. And when I first started out, that's sort of what I thought was in the job description. I thought, if you're going to do this job, that's who you have to be in order to make it work. And I sort of tried to be that. It makes me think of this one time, live up in like a suburban area of upstate New York. And before you drive too far, you are out in the country and there's rolling pastures and livestock and just what you picture in the company or a picture about being out in the country. That's where we were. And I remember it was a beautiful summer day, warm out, must have been June or July, really the nice time in upstate New York. And we drove out on this nice day to call on this customer, Mr. Smith. And he came out and he talked to us, primarily to Tim. I was sort of in the background. He said, don't worry, fellas, I'm going to make my payment. I'll be right down on Friday to take care of it. And uh, don't worry about that. But as we're walking away, he throws in, it's a good thing you didn't come to repo my truck or I would have had to get my gun out. 
And, and that was his goodbye to us. So we drove back to the office and waited for Friday to come. And big surprise, Mr. Smith did not make his payment on Friday like he said he would. A few days passed into the next week, still no payment. Whole week went by, still no payment. I go back to Tim and I say, Tim, we, we, we can't let this guy boss us around. We can't let this guy mess with us. We got to go back there and get that payment. If he doesn't have it, we have to go back there and repo that truck. And he looks at me and I'll never forget. He sort of thought for a second. And he says, you know what? You're right, Brian. In fact, I think it's time for your first repo on your own. So I was uh, naive enough again. I'm thinking, wow, this is like a promotion. He's going to let me go out and do this on my own. He's, you must really trust me. Well, later on, after I thought about it a little bit more, I thought maybe he just didn't want to be the one to get shot at. And he decided to put me in that position instead of himself. So we drove out back out of the country, another nice summer day. And we drive out. And at this point, we had tried to contact Mr. Smith a couple times. He wasn't having anything to do with us. So in the repo business, you can actually get keys made many times from, many times from the dealer. So we had a spare key to the truck and we went and banged on the door. He didn't come out. Mr. Smith didn't come out. So uh, Tim basically said, all right, Brian, you got to take the truck. So I went and the truck was right in the driveway and it was time to repossess the truck. And so I marched right in, opened it up and got in, turned my spare key and the engine turned right over, fired to life. Now, Mr. Smith's house it's probably maybe 75 feet. This front door maybe 75 feet from where this truck was. So I knew as soon as I fired up that truck and that engine turned over, and it was a really loud engine, there's a little timer in my head that says it's only going to be so long before Mr. Smith comes out of this front door. And he said he was going to have a gun with him. So I got to get this truck out of this driveway as soon as possible. So the engine fired up and I was happy about that. I went to throw the transmission into reverse so I could back out of the driveway, hit the gas, and the truck did not go anywhere. Engine rev, truck just stayed still. This made me a little bit nervous. I hit the gas again, the engine revved even louder, and the truck went any, or went nowhere. So I'm thinking to myself nervously, hey Brian, you better figure out how this truck works before he comes out that door, or problems are going to come. And Finally, after trying this two or three times, I realized that the transmission indicator was broken on the truck. It was an automatic transmission, and although it was showing in reverse on the indicator, the truck was actually in neutral. So I had to shift it to another position to put the truck actually in reverse. So finally, I figured this out just as the front door opened and Smith, Mr. Smith comes running out of the house after me. I got that thing into reverse, backed out of that driveway as quickly as I could, turned around and sped down the road. And all the while, Tim is watching me from a car park safely down the road and afterwards came up and said, nice job, we make a good team. Now his idea of teamwork was sitting in the back and watching me, but we'll, we'll let that pass. What did I learn from this that could possibly apply to leadership? I figured out that 
I could not rely on having those kinds of interactions with people every single day. <laughs> if every day it was going to look like this, this was going to be a short career. So I needed to figure out a better way to interact with people and a better way to communicate with people so that this kind of situation, these explosive problems were not the norm and that they were in fact minimized to the fact where they would hopefully never happen at all. So I realized I had to change the way that I approached people. And really, I learned I had to learn how to have heart-to-heart conversations with people. I needed to learn how to lead with value so that I could get people to feel and understand that I was legitimately on their side. Not as some sort of fake influence but the fact that I was legitimately on their side. And in fact, we both had the same goals. In this case, the fact that they wanted, I'm sure, to not have collections guys hanging around. They wanted, they would like to be paid up. And the fact that I don't want to be doing it either. So our goals really were the same. If we could figure that out and then figure out a way for both of us to achieve it, it would solve a lot of problems. And I just needed to find a way to be able to communicate that to them. And so I really changed my approach. I started using empathy a lot, and it helped. But I also found out that heart-to-heart conversations by themselves do not work every single time. Because as much as you would like people to change their actions, and you would like people to improve maybe from situations that have happened in the past, a lot of people will respond to heart-to-heart conversations, but not everybody can. Because A, either they really don't want to change, or B, they're incapable of it at that point in time. So there needed to be more to the picture. So I really started working on something which I came to call the ACE leadership formula, and putting that into practice as I dealt with people. And in fact, the job became a form of leadership, where if I could get people to be on my side, and for them to feel like we had the same goals, I could lead the interactions in a way that was going to be in the best interest of both of us. So what's the ACE leadership formula? I'd love to tell you more about it, but I'm out of time. So I will be back to you in tomorrow's episode, and we'll talk about exactly what the ACE leadership formula is and how I learned best to put it into practice. I appreciate you listening. You can find me at brianrollo.com. You can email me at brian at brianrollo.com. You'll also find links on that website to my social media presence. Feel free to reach out there. Feel free to connect on LinkedIn uh, or Twitter. I'd be happy to connect with you there. And send me your thoughts on this episode. I'd love to hear them. That's it for today. Have a great day, and I will talk to you soon. 